Welcome to You Hate Movies, the podcast in which casual moviegoers, film lovers, and cinephiles argue about movies. Spanning four decades, nine movies, and two franchises, Rocky Balboa and Adonis Creed come head-to-head as we rank every Rocky and Creed movie from worst to best. Here's an episode that uh, some of us were desperately looking for an excuse to make at all. And for a while, actually. Yeah, years. And this seemed like the perfect opportunity with the release of Creed 3. And not only Creed 3, the directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan, but Creed 3 cleaning up at the box office, making good Man, money for the franchise. Talks of a Creediverse. Uh, and cl- spinoffs of a spinoff. No end in sight. We thought we would get together a team of people who have seen every Rocky and Creed movie so that we could rank the entire franchise from worst to best or from least best to best best, depending on how you look at it. Sure. So Patrick's on the show. He's seen all the movies. Yeah, big fan, big fan for many years. And Whoa. what's your... Uh, yeah, okay. So what's your history with the franchise? Uh, I... Man, I, I just really love Rocky movies in general. I remember... Uh, I saw some of them as a kid. I know I saw part four as a kid. As a kid in the 80s, that's what you had to do. But then in my uh, 20s... Or else they don't let you do it. They don't let you be a kid in the 80s. Yeah, you can't. You don't get your 80s card. It's true. I that. can verify. <laughs> yeah. And then in the uh, my 20s, I went back and, and as a more cinephile mind and I, I watched them all and appreciated them greatly. And I do really appreciate, in different ways, all of these movies. Big fans. Levi Warren is on the show again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this time not to discuss depraved uh, horror movies. Or I guess we didn't, we haven't had you on to talk about depraved horror movies. We just know you like them. Usually we bring you on to talk about, hey, what spooky movie should people watch this Halloween? And we get the guy who's the most depraved movie ever. Who likes depraved horror movies? And he was over here talking about Frankenstein fights Yummy Mummy or something like that. What was it again? (laughs) <laughs> Abbott and Costello. It was Three Stooges trick-or-treating. <laughs> Look, or man, finds Yummy Mummy is a great flick. Y'all should check it out. <laughs> I don't think that's a real movie. Frank... <laughs> Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Oh. That was it. But Frankenstein finds y- Yummy Mummy. Yummy Mummy. I mean... That's the monster know. cereal, right? I want to yeah. see that. Yeah. Not even Frankenberry. It's Frankenberry. Frank Count Chocula. <laughs> Yummy oh, yeah. Mummy and the Fruit Brute. Did you know about that one? There's oh. a werewolf one called mm-hmm. the Fruit Brute. Oh. Uh, you've seen all the Rocky movies and all the Creed movies. I have. And what's your history with the franchise? Uh, well, like Patrick was saying, I think I grew up watching the original Rocky. I mean, I say original, like the first five you know, movies. I think probably a lot of my exposure to them was them being on TV, whatever cable channel, and it was like, oh, Rocky, you know. Always TBS. Yep. Yeah, TBS, TBS TNT. or TNT, yep. something like that. Um, so I think that was probably my, you know, my first, like, moments watching those when I, when I was a kid. But, you know, I was a big Stallone fan, too. As I think every kid, like, in the 80s, early 90s was kind of into the whole, you know, action star, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, all that stuff. And so, yeah, I, you know, back then I thought it was a great time. And uh, just, you know, more recently revisited all the movies. 
And you did your homework for this podcast episode. Yeah. You went back and watched everything. Yeah, I went back and watched everything, including Rock, the Rocky Four director's cut. Oh, so did Patrick. Yeah, yeah I did too. You watched the director's cut as well. We'll get to that one, but let me ask you this. I'll, as a kid, if you're talking about Rocky versus Rambo, Ooh. as a kid, I liked Rambo better. Yeah. As an adult, I still like the Rambo movies, but I appreciate Rocky far more. The Rocky movies are... More consistently better than their. Oh, I know. I just yeah, like a, I mean, for, the Rambo like franchise first, first only blood. First Blood is a first real Blood movie. is like a great movie. It's awesome, and I loved that movie as a kid. And I think I liked Rambo two and three as well, but they they go so much further than yeah. Rambo's weird, reputation and stuff. pop culture comes from Rambo two and three. Yeah, people forget that in First Blood. It's more like a melodrama, and he's just killing cops. <laughs> yeah, in Portland. Right? Hey, they it's drew first blood. It's, it's, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's in it's in upstate. And Oregon, then Rambo yeah. ends on like the lamest movie of all time. Oh yeah, the, last the most recent Rambo blood was embarrassing. Was, that was a stinky. It was a stinky, which is a shame because the one before that, like, was pretty good. He should have stopped. He should have stopped. Yeah, I'm on like, man, that's a good Rambo, Rambo. movie. It's done. Just yeah, done. and then he did Last Blood, and he was making tunnels or something. I don't know. It was stupid. I went back to get ready for Last Blood. I went back and watched them all. Still was having a great time. Uh, I was shocked because it had been a few years since I'd rewatched them. Shocked by how good First Blood is and was. Still and is. is. Yeah, 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 you watch it again, you're like, dang, man, this movie's still really good. Like, yep. It's just a high-quality movie. And then, you know, two and three are fun for what they are. Three is hilarious because it's like that point he's like, fixing his injuries with TNT and just mowing people down with like absolutely steroid ripped top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then, uh, Rambo, which is part four. Yeah. That one's amazing. That one's awesome. Is it, is it two or three that is in like Afghanistan? Yeah. Three is when they go to Iraq, right? And it has like the yeah. thing at the end that's like to all the brave soldiers yep. in the movie. I'm like, y'all, we <laughs> did not stay friends with them. Yeah, <laughs> that it's, it's did not end well. Time. Yeah. Then yeah. by Rambo Four, I mean these movies are all violent because they're gun movies. But Rambo Four is just like it suddenly become visceral, just like uh, people being disemboweled and torn apart. Rambo's ripping out throats with his bare yeah. hands and crap. That thing's good. And then Last Blood is, yeah. To say it's a stinky is an understatement. Yeah. It's a big stinky. Matt, you're on the show. Matt Hughes. Here I am. He's tired. Again. He's already snuggled up on the couch. I'm not exaggerating. He's snuggled hey, into a just corner. Just don't be pulling a Bethy over there. What does she do? Philly fall asleep? She goes yeah. asleep, wakes up to like complain about that she's still there. And then goes oh, no. Well, I'm better than that. Okay, good. <laughs> You've seen all the Rocky and Creed movies? I've seen all nine of them. What's your history? I You're not even from this country. No, I'm not. So this is even more precious for all of you. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> I remember seeing like a little bit of Rocky Four on TV when I was a kid and thinking, yo, that looks really cool. And then when I was in college, like in my very early 20s, I lived in a house with some guys and they were like, oh, man, Rocky's awesome. I was like, I've never seen it. And so I watched the first one and I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then over the next like few months watched all the, at that time, all of the available ones, which was like the first five. And then was actually looking forward to Rocky Balboa when it came out. And then Creed, I mean, Creed might be one of 
like one of my favorite movies ever. It's, I think, a near perfect movie. And Don't then give away yeah. your list, man. Well, maybe Rocky's even more perfect. Okay. Um, spoiler, it's not. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, and then you know we, I mean, we all saw two and three together. Creed two and three. Yeah, Creed yep. two and three together. So yeah, yeah, they're, they're great. I uh, also remember the movies being on and around. I think when I'm looking at fragments of my memories in as a kid, I remember Rocky Four more vividly. So maybe it was just the one that was on TV the most because everyone remembers the training montage from Rocky Four. Yep, and that's the thing people like about the movie. And I also remember specifically. The way Drago looked, he had such a like a memorable look to him. Yeah, and how he much looked like an action figure. Yeah, yeah exactly. And the last fight is well, we'll get to. It's so crazy because he's so tall. Yeah, and me so and tall. me and Patrick had a friend who was like abnormally tall and blonde, and people called called him that like, oh, he looks like Drago. And I was, I was like, what are people talking about? Oh, right, the Rocky movie. And I remember uh, specifically, I didn't know at the time what turned out to be Rocky Three. I just always remember like, isn't Mr. T in one of these? And, yeah. you know, like as a kid, seeing bits and pieces of him. And then when I was an adult, uh, I w- had some time off from traveling and was um, staying at a house next door to my parents' house. And I went over, walked a- across the street to my parents' house. I was like, hey, Dad, you got any movies I can borrow? And so I'm rooting through the movies he's got because I got like a week off to watch nothing to do. And he had a box set of the Rocky movies. So I was like, oh, there's six of these in here in the box set at the time. I'm just going to watch all these. So one I had Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this was after Rocky Balboa had already been out. Took the box set across the street and just watched one every night for that week. And it was like a rediscovery. I mean, like, yeah. you know, you, you'd be like, oh, I guess I've seen parts of this. You know how it is when you've collected data from movies from popular culture. Yeah. Uh, but I was shocked at how much the movies touched me, spoke to me, like how immediately immersed I felt in like the environment of kind of like, uh, you know, what felt like almost ghettoed uh you know, Philly in the seventies and the like, you know, walking around, there's like just a bunch of like a, essentially like a street barbershop quartet singing on the corner around a mm-hmm. oil there drum. Are two kinds of love. <laughs> yeah. I love that part. And that's great. And I was like, man, these are so good. And then you go on the journey and experience all that. I really had such a good time watching them, even though as we'll see in a moment, like some are way better than others, but still just the whole thing was fun and getting to talk about them with people. Cause then I realized like lots of people have seen and know these movies to be like, Oh, you get to talk about which was your favorite Rocky movie. Um, when the Creed franchise first came around, I remember thinking, why, do, why are we messing with it? Because we, yeah, I felt like we wrapped it up in a satisfying way. Do we really need to go back? It doesn't make any sense. But of course, we're going to go see it because uh, it's, 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 Rocky. it's another it's Rocky, Rocky movie, movie technically. Yeah. I mean, he's right there in the movie. Um, and then, you know, I'll save my thoughts for that. But all, all that to say, big fan of the franchise. Happy to finally be doing this episode. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to go around the circle and beginning with Patrick, we'll say you can tell us what's at the bottom of your list. We'll give our thoughts on your selection. You could tell us why. And then Levi will do the same. And then we'll go one up from there until we hit the top. Sure. Mm-hmm. Patrick, what can I just do this? I'm assuming that everyone's going to say the same exact thing for the worst. Yeah. So can I count to three and just see if we all say the same thing out loud? Sure. Yeah. One, two, three. Rocky, Rocky five. five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
okay. Here's the, let me say this about Rocky Five. Uh, I think that one of the greatest uh, points for all these movies is the story beats, like the what's actually happening in the story, because they're all the same. the The main character has an, a problem, emotional drama that he has to work through. And he does it by having a fight at the end of the movie. Yep, he's got so to work it out so he can get to the fight. Movie. <laughs> yeah. And even in Rocky Five, they all have a a reasonable story. It's like, oh, this makes sense for them to keep doing this. It's, nothing is like a, they're not jumping the shark story beat wise. <laughs> if you abstract it a lot, it's almost the story for Creed. It's like Rocky has to become the trainer really is yeah. it's really great so it's always uh yeah yeah and then he punches michael p jordan in the face <laughs> yeah, then they get in a fight outside yeah Rocky have a, a fisticuffs in the street sucked it's terrible it's bad it's yeah. a bad it's a bad movie yeah levi was telling me the other night uh some some things about he was just like all these peripheral things about rocky five are bad that i had forgotten because i didn't i haven't rewatched that one i've seen it uh three times but i haven't rewatched it recently and it was like, uh, there's these weird, gross quotes yeah. from Rocky. Well, I was, I was saying that, and honestly, it, this movie feels way more sleazy to me than the other Rocky films. And, you know, you start off with like... Because Rocky movies are essentially family movies, mostly. Right. And, yeah. and the... I don't know when the you guys I'm sure know when the like rating PG thirteen and stuff system change, but I believe Rocky Five is the first PG thirteen film in the franchise. Every, but I don't know if you know when PG thirteen became a thing. Nineteen eighty five, I think. Which this was eighty five, I think, when this came out. So. Yeah. I don't know if they were just going for like, hey, we got this new rating. We could, uh, we could, you know, up up our game a little bit. But you know, it starts off with like Rocky in the shower, like weird nude thing. It's like a side nude, but you're, it, it's jarring. It feels jarring. A little like First Blood, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, but then it's like you they know they're, they're coming home from they're coming home from Russia and. In the presence of their kid, Rocky and Adrian are having a you know a little like intimate talk, and Rocky's like, "Yo, I'll take you upstairs and violate you like a parking meter," and you're like, and then Adrian's like, "It'll cost you a quarter," and you're like, "What are you guys talking about? What, well, what are mean? you guys talking about? It's it just feels so much more." Oh, and then the I felt even crazier. He that Rocky goes into his kid's room. They're talking, blah blah blah, and he's looking through his drawings because the kid likes to draw now or something. He pulls out this picture and he's like, "Whoa, what's this?" It's a full on, just nude woman with very large breasts, <laughs> like. And he's like, "What is this?" And his and the kid, Rocky Junior or Robert, whatever, he's like, "Oh, that's my that's my French teacher." And Rocky's like, yeah, she looks French. And it just becomes this whole thing. And then he's like, hey, later I'll come back and uh, maybe you'll show me a picture of your English teacher. And Robert's like, yeah, she's pretty hot too. I'm like, what is going on in this? This is all in the first like 10 minutes of the movie. Good grief. That's solid parenting there, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Everything it just felt about, so weird. Yeah, I, I remember that feeling of being immediately jarred. That I was like, whoa, this the tone is completely and they were because it was interesting that I, if as i recall rocky 5 tries to 
bring Rocky back down to the everyman level. Yes. Because something changes in the across, across the movies as Rocky gets rich and famous that you lose part of what makes the original movie so great is that he's the true underdog. I mean, he's just like super poor. He lives in this crappy apartment and he works for a loan shark. Uh, and then, you know, by the time you get into even Rocky two, but certainly three and four, he's become rich. He lives in a mansion. He's, you know, like he's the world famous robots for Paul. He's got robot butlers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Rocky five, they try to like get him out of all that, take him back to the streets and get him back. So you're like, I get what they're doing, but everything about the tone of this movie feels like it's not a Rocky movie. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And so. nobody wants to see the whole, like, I get that they were like, we're five movies in. We got to do something different. It didn't work. It was an utter failure. And maybe one of the more notorious, like, Phantom Menace level, the bad, right. bad one. Yeah. Well, my other gripe, too, is it, it is hard watching when, when you watch these movies back to back to back. Because when you, the continuity between four and five is so off. Like... You know, in four, he heads to Russia. They're fighting on Christmas. His kid's like maybe eight years old or something. I don't know. He comes home. It's supposed to be like two months later. His kid's like 13. It's like... <laughs> Russia changed him. It's like... They, the they go to man. this... They go to a house. They go back to their house. It's a completely different house than from Rocky Four. They didn't think you'd remember. It feel... Well, that's what I'm saying. It's... It, you know, these movies were like five years apart, but they, they're they set like days apart. Yeah, Hollywood had a different logic pre-internet. Yeah, it's hard to they're do like, ah, no one remembers, yeah, no one cares. That's, yeah, I guess that's maybe the thing. The, so the whole movie feels very 90s. I think it was 1990. So it feels very early 90s, but it's supposed to take place in like the mid 80s. That just feels weird. Yeah. Rocky Five sucks. Patrick, mm -hmm. take us one level up from the worst of the worst. All right, my list might be con uh, controversial. You gotta talk in your mic. Though. I, my mouth it. is on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> I think this. I think this mic is a stinky. <laughs> um, I kept scolding Patrick in a recent recording session that he wasn't talking to his into his mic, and then later in the episode, as he was talking, Abby comically leaned over and pointed to his signal. It was the tiniest little signal compared to everyone else. Dang. I'll try to emote more. There you go. With volume. My my list might be controversial, but it comes from a sincere fan, so it's true. Oh. Okay. Mm. Dang, what can we say? Yeah, what can you say? What can we say about that? Number eight, right? Yeah. Number Rocky eight. four. I have Rocky Man, four. Man, that is wrong. You no. are wrong. You are not know. a true fan. Not have, yet. I'll go ahead and say with you that I also have Rocky have, Four. Yeah, Rocky I four. also have Rocky Four <laughs> in that spot. <laughs> yeah, it's Rocky Four <laughs> and the director's cut. They're the yeah, whoa. director's cut it didn't adds help it. nothing yeah. to Rocky Four. Man, just he took, hyped that thing up like it was going to be a game changer. You haven't it, seen Rocky was, Four. The, the editing is terrible. It's bad edit. It's and, what He's, makes the editing bad? I'm interested. It's it's really like just uh, I feel like Janky, jarring. Man. I'm feel yeah. yeah. I'm I'm taking Patrick's thing here, but yeah, it's just like a, it's a weird janky edit where it's got a huge montage from part three to start it. And yeah, then they take in the out director's all, cut. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they take out all the robot stuff and replace it with just monologue about how they're dealing with. Their inner demons and there's a bunch of um, voiceover like Rocky's inner monologue towards the end, where he's like, 
you know, saying saying stuff like reflecting, oh, blah, blah, you know. You just gotta leave it stuff. alone, man. Yeah. yeah, the movie it was didn't done. Help he tried to he tried to freaking George Lucas it. But Rocky Four isn't. I mean, I remember watching this one the most as a kid for some reason. And everybody likes the uh, training montage. That's we like them all. When we were seeing Creed three in the theater, when the training montage started up, Matt started hitting my leg really excitedly because we <laughs> knew that was train. coming. That's the best part. Yep. But this one, this movie, the story makes sense. It was cool because after, especially coming out of part three, you know, and I, and then the director's cut, Apollo explains his position a lot more of why he wants to do the fight. But it still feels like. The thing is just... I don't feel like I needed more convincing to understand why Apollo wanted to... No, fight. you didn't. You just It just nope. feels like a rushed mess. It's like, oh, here's what happens. Here's why. They're in the snow. They're doing the big fight at the end. It just wasn't as I think that good. the reason... One of the reasons that uh, Rocky Four is the number seven for me, right? Is that what we're, we're on? Number eight. No, we're number, on eight, number eight. Number eight, sorry. Um, second from worst. I like Rocky Four, but it is actually a pretty steep jump down from the others for me personally. Yeah. I think that part of it is that the that's when the movie felt like it completely left any of the grittiness. It became very polished. Like uh feels like a big budget movie. You know, the training montage is great, but all that footage, this the hyper eighties looking footage of uh, Drago training with the computers and everything and everything about it to me just felt really like glitzy and sparkly and high tech and I get that that's what they were going for and you know that now they have more money and it just felt like it had lost the charm of its kind of rough around the edges aesthetic yeah and the character was different because in part three he was rich and everything and famous, but he was still dealing with trying to like not lose himself and lose his roots. This one, they're gone. He's just full on super boxing hero guy and there's yeah. no roots in it whatsoever. It feels like, I feel like too, that the movie I, I think suffers from too many like music video esque scenes where they go through a whole song like they do uh, Living in America with James Brown. <laughs> they do the song where Rocky's in his car and there's fl- there's montage flashback of his all the, of the whole fr- of the whole franchise. And yeah, he's he's rolling in his Lamborghini or whatever and they play some whole song. Then they do the first montage in and Russia before Adrian gets there and there's a whole song for that. Then Adrian gets there, they hug and make up. Then they do freaking Hearts on Fire or whatever training montage. It's like we're just watching music videos back it to feels, back. To yeah, that. it feels very 80s athlete. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It, it felt to me, I know that a lot of people, for them, that's like the quintessential Rocky movie. It feels less like a Rocky movie to I me. I agree. That's why it's next yep. to last. Matt, you're the only one that's different. So what do you have at number eight? Rocky three. What? Yeah, man. No. Yeah, man. I got... This is busted already. Yeah. I got barely any time for Rocky three. I'd rather see Rocky four all day. No, my goodness. Yeah, dude. That hurts. I don't no. like it. I don't like it. What about it, Thunder Lips? <laughs> Thunder He's all lips. up in there. Oh. Man, I don't want to see... I don't know, man. I don't care about Apollo and... Rocky hugging on the beach in their tank tops. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> that was yeah. an important moment. No. They already had their moment. 
multiple moments. All right, Patrick, what do you have at number seven? Yeah, this might be where I, I lose people. I have Rocky two at number seven. No. Yeah. I got it no, there too. That's I got wrong. Rocky two. Okay, so maybe we have the same opinion. I, I thought Rocky two is solid. It's really solid, but it's yeah. more of... Okay, well, be, then clarify. Everyone so far, are you saying that Rocky Five is a bad movie. We all said we don't like it. That's yes. bad. Are, are everything else movies that aren't necessarily bad, but you're ranking them? Where do they go from being bad Correct. movies to good movies? Rocky Rocky Five is bad. Everything else is a movie I would happily watch, and I just have to try and organize which one I would like to see the most. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm saying. That's Rocky. F- yeah, pretty much. Rocky Four is kind of like it's eh, teetering. It's okay. It's but It's teetering. Not yeah, like, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm Rocky with Two. That. I feel like well, Rocky Two is a good movie. Rocky Two is. A, I love Rocky Two, but if I'm looking at the rest of the list, it's got to go somewhere. And and yeah. since I got so much of it in Part One, uh, this is where I put it. And I think for me, the like, you know, the the beginning of that movie where Rocky just goes on a spending spree, like a shopping spree, and he's, hey, buy this thing, let's get this, and it, it I don't know, it just feels like, I didn't like that move of... I liked it because hey, it was like so it was so immature and because yeah. he's never had money before. Yeah, it was, un- it was unpretentious, it was more just like childlike. yeah. I thought like he it wanted was a to nice do nice glimpse things of his like for, innocence. Yeah, for yeah. Adrian and mm-hmm. and then he's trying to, you know, like act in commercials and everything and Yeah, he's yeah. really trying not to be uh what he's scared will be like the end of him is to be a fighter for a career, you know. But can't shake it, man. Mm. All right. Uh so both of you have Rocky two. Two. That's very surprising. Uh, Matt, what do you have at your number seven spot? Rocky Four, man, I love it. East v West, beat those commies. America wins. East v West, <laughs> that's what it is, dude. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rocky man. really solves some problems. For he, us, gives yeah. that, like, he gives that like speech, speech for world peace at the end. That's right. If he dies, and then if he dies, he dies. Like, come <laughs> hey, on, now. It's <laughs> pretty <laughs> solid, Dolph. Actually, yeah, Spo- yeah. spoiler for the director's cut. I don't know uh, of Rocky Four in. Uh, so in the original, right, at the end, all the Russian dignitary people, they, like, stand up and they clap for Rocky. And they're like, oh, yeah, we like him now, too. In the director's cut, they all get up and walk out. Yeah. And are like, Dang. Mad. Oh, that's interesting. They and the Russian, the Russian that's guy, cooler. The Russian guys are like, no, we're not having this. Like, we're mad that Rocky beat Drago. And Yeah, that's, that's an interesting thing about that's this. That's a cooler change. He took 40 minutes out of the movie and replaced it with 40 minutes of cut footage. So that oh. stuff was filmed. That was yeah, an option yeah. originally. Oh, he filmed like an alternate yeah. Oh, so scene. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's interesting. But, yeah, you know, whatever. Cool. America won just like the Cold War. Perfect. Got Perfect. it. Nailed but, it. But Rocky brought them together. That's right. By beating them. Um, at my number seven, I got Rocky three. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. It's uh, too low. I like uh, Rocky three, Clubber Lang, and I like. Uh, I think the character of Clubber Lang is what elevates Rocky three for me, or what makes it one you know like a a better movie. He's a memorable villain, and he replaces Rocky as the underdog character. And I think that the um, the person, I know Patrick obviously already put it well about how he's got a personal problem. He has to overcome his demons so that he can get in the ring and really exercise those demons in the fight. 
and the tragedy of uh, with um, Mick, you know, mm-hmm. I thought was that made sense and that yeah. was effective. Yeah, I think that's very moving. It was it was really moving, and the twist that Mick had been selecting op- opponents for Rocky that he knew he could beat, and Rocky learning that he wasn't as good as he thought he was. Uh, rehumanizes Rocky after he, you know, now he's rich. Because that, isn't that the one that begins with the pinball? Like, oh yeah, Polly. Polly sees the Rocky pinball, pinball machine. machine and smashes it. It's mm-hmm. like he's become this larger than life figure, and that's harder to relate to. You know, he's not down and out Rocky anymore, yeah. but he kind of still is because he doesn't even know if he's really the champ because he's, he's got a whole been, new story. He's right. cherry picked because he's been opponent. living a lie. And it's yeah. the first. They were bums. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Clubber Lane was the first scary villain. Apollo is not scary. He's like no. just big and he's kind of goofy, like right. goofy, but yeah, he's and big he's and like intimidating for sure. Clubber Lang's scary because he wants the title from Rocky. Rocky wants to retire, which essentially would free up the title. Uh, and then you know, but Clubber Lang wants a title shot from Rocky, and he goes and antagonizes him at that unveiling and everything. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm with you guys. Rocky five to me is bad. Rocky four to me teeters, but I'm not mad about it. Rocky three uh, is good. I really like it. I just have to put it somewhere. It's got to go somewhere. That's where it goes. Mm-hmm. Patrick, what's number six? Number six for me is Creed two. Oh, that's pretty Oof, low. That is that's almost uh, correct. Yeah, yeah. See the thing. Uh, I like. Remember, I love all these movies at this point. I'm just thinking yeah. them here, but the Creed movies. Uh, unlike the Rocky movies, because like some in some things, Rocky's movies do better than the Creed movies, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I think the Creed movies do better. All the characters are great in the Creed movies. Adrian gets on my nerves <laughs> in the That's Rocky fair. movies. Yeah, but the uh, Adrianka is just sometimes she's so, such an inconsistent character. It's she just is like, yeah. do you want him to fight or not? It's, yeah. That's Bianca always so much conflict generated from she doesn't want him to fight. Now right. she wants him to fight. Yeah, make up your mind, like, Adrian. It must be hard. It must be hard. It being must be hard to having fighter. Rocky as a husband. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. But Bianca is a great character. Agreed. Yeah, and she yeah. like not only is there, but she like uh, contributes to the plot and the character development. She has her own character arcs, and it's really great. So all the characters are so great in the Creed movies. Um, but when I first saw Creed two, I was really disappointed because I was yeah. coming off of the high of Creed one. But after watching it many times, I, I really like it now. I agree that it appreciates on subsequent viewings. Mm-hmm. I think I was I was unfairly, you know, expecting the impossible of like. I mean, oh, man, no, it's not unfair. It's again. not unfair. It's not unfair. Kugler made Creed, yeah, and then he says, oh, "I can't make the second one, but someone who is trustworthy is making it." And then you go, "Oh yeah, but that person is not you." Yeah, that's it's evident. It's one of those movies that after you've seen it and you know you you've adjusted, not just like the, uh, to say you've lowered your expectations isn't the right way. It's just you've adjusted your mind to what it is and isn't going to be, because Stallone wrote Creed three, he did not write Creed. Kugler wrote Creed with his writing partner, um, and Stallone wrote Creed three. Oh, sorry, no, Creed, Creed two. two. Creed yeah, two. Yeah. yeah. So Stallone wrote Creed two. He didn't write the original Creed. Kugler did with his writing partner, and it it feels evident that Stallone wrote that. It's all yeah. it's you know much more centered in Rocky's connection to the story through yeah. Drago and everything, and Stallone puts the characters that he made up 
more on the forefront. Like the movie opens with Drago. There's the, you know, like the shot in the Ukraine or in Ukraine when they're wandering through that crappy apartment or you're following uh, Ivan's back Mm -hmm. through the apartment and he sees his son sleeping on a crappy couch and he punches him to wake him up. Yep. And then he wakes up and stretches and they look out the window and it's all cold and miserable. And then he goes to the fight, like the the kind of crappy looking, low stakes Ukrainian fight. And you're like, what's going on? Who are these people? Obviously, I recognize Ivan. That must be his son. And the promoter's like, it's time, you know. Uh, the tone is just so different than the than Creed. And you're like, these characters, like we didn't, you know, right. like well, we started the last movie with Adonis. Mm-hmm. But once you understand that world and that it's just going to be like, okay, this is more Stallone's voice. Creed 2 is really good. It's solid. The, the, I think the one beef I have with the movie as a whole is the, the, there's a misstep, I think, in, uh, what, was, what was his son's name? <laughs> just Drago. Uh, he, he has such a tragic story. Victor? Victor. Victor. Yeah, Victor has such a tragic story of why he's there and why he's fighting, similar to why... Adonis has the same yeah. tragic story or, you know, a very similarly tragic story. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if we, if they just developed his side a little bit more, when, when you're watching the fight, you're like, I don't know who should win because they both have such a interesting thing. That would have been a lot more of an interesting movie, but that was not really how it was. It was the Stallone voice of, you know, we're doing Rocky four again. Is which, this thing. which I think was maybe my kind of, I guess would be critique about that movie is it, it felt like s- such a rehashing of Rocky four. It does, but it's better than Rocky four. I it agree. Is, yeah. Oh yeah. But, you know, there's a deleted scene. Like uh, I almost missed it. I was just messing with the extra features on the Blu-ray and there's a deleted scene where after the fight, the final fight, uh, Adonis is walking through the, the back of the venue and sees Victor kind of slouched in the locker room in defeat and he limps in there because he's all beat up too, sits next to him and he like blesses him. He says something like, you know, this, this moment doesn't define you. And, and he's speaking from the place of having faced the defeat earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. And he essentially gives them equality through like a blessing by saying like, I, I lost the first fight, and then no, not I'm paraphrasing, you know, the Adonis speak, and and I've won this fight, and we're both doing something else, and and they make peace with one another, and then as he walks out, uh, uh, Victor, or I mean Ivan, comes into the room and sees Adonis leaving, and he's like, oh, I wonder what that was all about. Rocky comes into the room, and Rocky and Ivan look at each other, and they give one another like a, a solemn nod almost that that's their way of making peace with one another. And yeah. I was like, that's a fantastic scene. It gives closure to all these yeah. characters. Why wasn't this in the movie? We could have mm-hmm. easily cut something else out. Right. And Creed's to credit, it gives Rocky an incredibly great send off from the franchise. His last scene is really good. It does. That was really well yeah. written. The fist bump and that's your time. Mm-hmm. And that shot where it pulls back and you just, yeah, see yeah but I'm talking about when he goes and sees his son. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, true. That was uh, that was very uh, heartwarming. It was, and then they got the real act. They got the actor from Rocky Balboa back. Yeah, and everything. it was great. Yeah, Creed two. Levi, what do you have at number six? Mine is Rocky three. In that spot. Yeah. Do tell. 
Um, I think much like what everyone's kind of saying at this point is, uh, I just kind of had to go somewhere and, um, you just wanted to I, be like me. That's where I put Rocky three. Did you? Twinsies. No, I thought you had, no, you had Rocky three at, no, I got Rocky five, Rocky four, Rocky three. I got Rocky five, Rocky four, Rocky two. Oh, we haven't made it to me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Rocky three. It ain't your turn, man. Sorry, man. I don't want to so be self- like you at all. I'm so selfish. Um, I, I I think maybe you know some of the like oh yeah Rocky is, which I know I guess can make a good part of the story, but he's kind of lost touch with his roots and where he's at, and he's lost the hunger. He's lost heart. You know the when he's training at first, it becomes just this spectacle of like all the crowds and it's like a carnival in there when he's getting ready to fight Clever Lang and you he's know, not Mick, even training Mick's, man Mick's trying to tell him like what are you doing like this is and you know it feels like yeah maybe they they went a little far on that or something like that yeah I know what you mean it's like a little lower the story is about Rocky losing who he was but it also feels as if the movie loses who yeah, Rocky is yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah that makes sense Um, you know and I guess it's fun you know, having like Hulk Hogan and Mr. T in there and, you know, these other kind of like, you know, wrestling, like action-y guys from the 80s. And so as a kid, you're like, oh, this is fun. But I think revisiting it is like, that's eh, it, it gets a little bit like circus-y feel. Yeah, starts to get hammy. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, what do you have at number six? Creed 2. Like same Patrick. As, same as Patrick. Yeah. Do you I, have the same feelings or different feelings? Yeah, I even just I think obviously having now seen Creed three, like it puts Creed two in some perspective and I'm like, yeah, I just still have some qualms with like the tone. Even some of I remember there's a specific scene where Creed and Bianca are talking. Um and he kept the director chose to keep using shot reverse shot instead of like a yeah. shot. It did the same thing when Rocky and Adonis have the conversation out on the street uh-huh. about taking the fight. It it's just keeps going back over their shot shoulders. Reverse shot. And I'm like, I just want like a two shot. I just want to see both of them in frame at the same time. Yeah, just do a master and let them talk to each other. I don't yeah. understand why it's like, was this an episode of Friends? What's going yeah, on with the two felt, cameras? I, I feel like it like technically and this sounds so i've never made a movie i don't know what i'm talking about true like it's really hard and this movie is so much better than literally thousands of other movies that exist but just in those two scenes i was like you have made the wrong directorial choice and it's constantly pulling me out of the scene and these scenes are some of the most important for what's happening in like the inner lives of these characters. And so, yeah, it just puts it like a little lower for me. Gotcha. Uh, my number six is uh, apparently going to be controversial. I, I have Creed three. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, that's interesting. We over wow. Creed two. Yeah. I can tell you why you want to hear why 
Yeah. I yes, really I'd liked like Creed 3. We haven't really got a chance to debrief it because we wouldn't even talk about it in detail after seeing it because we said, oh, save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. Weeks later. Weeks later, here we are, and I've had some time to process. And honestly, I've thought about it a lot. It was It was a sticky movie for me. I think mostly because of the performance of, uh, um, why is his name falling out of my head? He's everywhere right now. The actor mm-hmm. who plays Mark, Damien. Michael B. Jordan? No, no. Who plays Damien? What's his name? I don't know, but now you said it. I've oh completely forgotten his name. It's the name, like I've constantly been reading Bad it. guy from Loki. In, in yeah. every headline. Kang. Yeah, yep. that's him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna Jonathan something. Jonathan Majors. Yes, there Jonathan you go. Majors. Jonathan he even Majors. has a really strong name too. He does. Um, mostly because of the performance of Jonathan Majors, I think the the is what makes the movie haunting. Um, it was the the review I gave it immediately afterward was that there were elements of it that to me made it str- a stronger Creed movie. Jonathan Majors being one of them. And there were elements of it to me that brought it down. So it almost balances itself out. Let me ask you this. Was it one of those elements where they were in imaginary jail <laughs> in the fight I, at the end? I had mixed feelings <sighs> about they call apparently they call that scene the void. Uh, I liked that. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hate it, but I didn't all, I also didn't immediately like it. Okay. I was conflicted. Let me by ask it. you another you know question. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. was one of your issues that Jonathan Majors in the entire movie was dressed in black and then Apollo was normally dressed in white because you had to know who was the bad guy and the good guy? No, I didn't even notice much about that. Oh, the moment he was on screen, Jonathan Majors, is that shot of his back. He's getting off the bus, you know, and he's in like the black heart jacket and the black. I was like, all right, fine. I get it. Like he's in black. He's the bad guy. Exclusively black clothes. Like, the entire movie, and that's then the what, final you know fight. Who you're talking to. In that's the what fi- cool people do. In the <laughs> final, f- well, I know. I'm. Yeah, I understand that. But in the final fight, they put him in black shorts and Creed in white shorts, and I'm like, man, that's like a little bit on the nose. I get it. Yeah. No, that didn't bother me. I think uh, one of the things that, that bothered me. me most about Creed Three <laughs> was uh, the killing off of Marianne. It yeah. was so crammed into a movie that already mm, had yeah. an emotional arc yeah. going. Yeah. And and yeah. she was a part of it. It seemed yeah. like, and then it was so forced into the movie where it even they could have gone with the whole she's been sick. They she had a stroke, I think they yes. said, yeah. and that made sense because that just put Adonis in a really fragile place and Bianca, and they wanted her to move in with them, and she didn't want to. So that adds to the conflict. But then it's like, oh, she's getting sick again. Oh, now she's dead. And then they really rush this scene of her death, which could have been the entire climax of a Creed movie. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, the Marianne's character has been so uh, important to the story, it's been even the heart of him. Yeah, and like she yeah. features like she the the opening you know scene of Creed that that culminates in Marianne meeting Adonis. Uh, is such a wonderful scene. She's she has so much heart in the movies to kill her off like that so fast. Maybe it's she didn't want to do anymore. I don't know, but it felt so rushed to me. And then when Adonis predictably wins the fight and everything, no one says a word about Marianne. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They're just like, "Hooray, we did it." That was really weird to me. Yeah, that yeah. felt like get that out, out that of was, here. That was honestly my two thoughts on it too. I thought. Uh, 
the antagonist was incredible in this one. He was yeah. really cool. Majors did such a cool job with it. Was it was so cool. And then the whole the plot felt rushed. There was one point, it's exactly what you're saying. He goes back to the gas station of where it all happened. And I'm like, oh, this is a huge moment. Wait, he's got a phone call. Wait, his mom died. Wait, he's finally talking to Bianca and saying how he feels. Oh, wait, she said he could fight. Oh, wait, they're fighting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, this is like three minutes of the movie. Yeah, that that I think that sequence was the one that was the most poorly paced. Like it you're was. Like, it felt like four movies of co- four contents. You know, like totally. Uh, it's, it's like, like a finally DC movie. Facing. You don't have to put everything in there. Yeah, it's too much. Because they because and it, I think you're right. I think it's totally like the addition of like Marianne's illness is fine, but the death is too much because he was about to go and face that like. He could have gone from facing, like, what happened when he was a kid at, like, the gas station or, like, 7-Eleven or whatever, the liquor store, and then have gone and had a conversation with Bianca without having his mom die in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that didn't need to happen. It felt like the writer didn't trust that there would be enough emotion to right. get him into that fight and I'm like we have plenty but he could have like yeah he could because the whole point is you know like he's like dealing with trauma and that's like Bianca's whole point in the movie is like you have to deal with it you can't just bottle it up and he went and did that so he didn't then need additional trauma right to then lead him to have the conversation with Bianca about the trauma he had just gone and physically relived so I felt yeah and I felt like in the movie, as opposed to like the better Creed and Rocky movies, like instead of development, they were just like story beats. Like this happens, this happens, yeah. this happens. Instead of developing into what will become like the big finale of the thing. And on top of that, uh, I, I get it. It makes sense with the character. I think that characters like people, they should grow and change. That said, some to me, some of the what makes the movies so special um, is in the the character of Adonis and his uh, almost like uh, you know his his anger issues essentially. Like he's mm-hmm. he he wants to be loved, but he keeps people at arm's length because he's had such a you know traumatic childhood and the story. And we learn e- that it's been even more traumatic than when we knew right. uh, in this story. But the movie has him as kind of like this smiling businessman, and he's doing really well. And now he's overseas, and you know, like a thriving gym. And you know, now his okay. trainer is training other people. He's right. taking the role of a, a manager and promoter, um, which totally makes sense. That's what would happen. That's what does happen in the real, you know, world of boxing. So I, I, I don't begrudge it a lack of realism, but it it was kind of like oh. But then the beauty is that Damien becomes the Adonis character. Mm-hmm. He's the traumatized and hurt person who hasn't, you know, grown up and hasn't had this great life change. Uh, and I thought it was brilliant that like they even gave us that awesome scene of him training in the crappy hotel room or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, where it was like, oh, now he's like, because we're in Creed, he's like, you know, backstage at this crappy Tijuana a bar in Tijuana where he's about to go fight and he's just, uh, there's no one with him. He's all by himself. He wraps his own hands and punches a wall and then he goes and knocks the guy out. 
uh, now Damien is the one who's all by himself and washing his, his socks in the sink. Exactly, and his yeah. shoes, his boxing shoes are splitting apart, and they're laughing yeah. at him for him. Like all that was like, okay, that's great. So they realized that we would miss that character that give it to us in the villain. And the way he played the character so sincerely was just like, oh, I would watch a whole movie about yeah. just this guy. Yeah, and I, I think he feels too like the only scare, really scary villain in the franchise besides um, Clever Lang. Like, a, like after that, you know, it kind of brings that feel of a character back to me to the franchise. Yeah, of a of a villain, you know, like this dude's actually like really scary like you know he's yeah. up to no good and the first fight where uh damien fights i think that character was called hector or what was it what was his name is he's a real boxer mm-hmm. but the the first the fight that he right. was he he's was supposed little... to face the other dude damien hires some guy to injure Adonis him. Is protege. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um that si- that fight was so uh, fascinating because he was get Damien was getting away with like a lot of e- e- technically illegal stuff mm-hmm. and so right. it gives you it was like oh he's he's good but he's also kind of fights dirty and fights why like he? a guy who's been in prison yeah, he's for been 18 in years prison, so he's yeah. like doing headbutts and illegal holds uh-huh. and he's trying to get away with it and the other guys just like what the heck ref come on you know right um but the way that it was paced and staged I was like damn Michael B Jordan did a good job this is all agreed like. Uh, I'm sure that staging, shooting, and then editing a fight is probably really hard because you want it to be fast and exciting, but you need to be able to understand everything that's happening very clearly. I even liked the opening fight where Adonis rematches um, Pretty Ricky Ricky Conlon, and they do like the Guy Ritchie, Sherlock Holmes bit where... He's like seeing that he keeps leaving his sides open when yeah. he throws certain punches. Yeah. So it's like yeah. kind of slowing down the footage. I was like, oh, that's different. We haven't, they don't do stuff like this. Yeah, see, I like that, those elements of, of Creed 3. And I think that final fight where the, the, you know, the kind of montage of all the rounds, they do the, whatever they call it, the void thing. It's like the crowd disappears. Imaginary and, jail. And it's the the jail cell, and they're they're like silent. And the group home. Just, he was like up against like a, yeah. a like, bed post or something. To me, yeah. I actually really liked that. I thought f- finally in nine films, I mean, I guess maybe besides in Rocky Five, where it's an actual street fight at the end, they did something different than just the like, you know, Oh, we're gonna like show the, you know what round yeah. it is. You watch all of round one and two, and, and then, then they just to kind of blend together the other rounds until yeah. you get to. Hold tour. on now, let us not forget that like long one shot in Creed. That's different. That was the, yeah, that was beautiful. That was mm-hmm. the single um, yeah. single shot fight when he fights Spider in, uh-huh. uh, in yep. Philly. Yeah, let so me, I I agree, Levi. I think that like. It's it's like the Jurassic Park franchise in that there's such a delicate balance of you're so many movies in deep yep. that you can't just do the exact same thing. But if you go too different, everyone's going to be so mad or, you know, and they're going to be like, this ain't a, you know, whatever. So it's, oh, but if you do exact same thing, everybody's going to be so mad. So you have to find little ways to honor the formula because these movies are the definition of formulaic you know exactly yeah, what's going to yeah. happen and you, and you want it to yeah. happen the way you expect it to happen uh, you got to honor the formula and then find ways within the formula 
to be interesting and, re- and I, th- I that's why I, when they did the void thing and the jail the when the crowd disappeared that to me i was like oh that's really interesting i get yeah. it that's what the it's like for yeah them. that made sense when the bars went up i kind of went like this huh <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like i didn't hate it i didn't love it i was just like that's that is a, v- a pretty bold choice this is like a visual aesthetic we haven't seen in a movie like this so overall I really did like Creed 3. I'll get it when it comes to Blu-ray, and I'll watch it again. I'm sure when my kids get into these movies, I'll watch them all with them again. I just feel as if, um, to me, my beefs with Creed 2 are basically that it's not Creed. But my beefs with Creed 3 are that it actually has some annoying problems sure. with it. It has some really wonderful strengths, but for me it has a few problems, so I had to put it there on the list. Patrick, what's your number five? Creed three. <laughs> me too. Everyone everyone oh, hated on me and you just one off. <laughs> My you, you put it above uh yeah. You put it lower than Creed two. That's Creed two is more consistent start to finish. Hey Drago, it's nice to see Victor in Creed three. That was cool. That was cool. I my thing though about with, with Creed three is did you say it was your number five too? No. Okay, I was just checking. But go ahead, your thing with Creed three. Um, I get that there's real world beef with Sil- Sil- Sylvester Stallone and whoever owns the rights mm-hmm. to Rocky and all that stuff, but like it kind of feels weird that Rocky is not only absent from this movie. He's not even mentioned, I don't think, really. They say his name one time, but once. not... In, yeah, yeah it, but you you would think like, oh, okay, Adonis is, is having this big fight. There would be some, even if it's just a, a quick line of like, oh, yeah, you know, Rocky's, you know, he can't travel at this age, and he's, uh, he's with his kids. I agree. I can't... Say I something about why 100%. Rocky is not at this fight. Or, honestly, like, you could do the thing where, like, like Rocky Balboa does. Have him dead. Adrian him. Adrian him. him. You know, have a thing where you open up and have that be, like, the death in the movie instead of Marianne's, Marianne yeah. or something. I 100% you know? agree. Like, you know, so whatever the, the real world reason why Stallone wasn't involved in Creed Three or whatever... It's like, he, at least give us something. Uh, I agree. Know. I said that in the lobby of the theater, that to me it was a bizarre decision not to at least explain him away with one line. Yeah. Like, that's all you need to do. And we all, you know, anyone who Googles is going to understand, you know, and they ran like 20 headlines about like, why Stallone isn't in the movie. Fine. But explain him away because... In Creed one and two, he has become Adonis's surrogate father. Yeah, and to not have Adonis mention him at his mom died, his yeah, why dad's is dead. Rocky not at this funeral? That's what I'm saying. Alive. Why isn't Rocky yeah. there? Rocky traveled by train for six days in Creed two just to get out there and have a talk with him because Marianne sent a letter and said yeah. he still needs you. Even if they said come. he said it was too hard to be able to come to this. That's what I'm saying. So if they just have him said like, him. you know what? I thought that I thought they would. I was predicting that there would be a throwaway line where they look at a picture and someone says, "Is he going to come out here for this?" And Adonis would look at it fondly and smile and say. 
no, man, he's out there with his son now, and he's settled down out there, and I'm happy for him. You know, like, yeah, leave, leave him where we left him in Creed 2. Yep. But his, his, his absence was deafening because you're like, he's been everything to you in these other two movies, and now, like, this is, you know, the biggest fight of your life and everything. You don't, no one even mentions him or thinks about him. I can only assume it's because Stallone owns rights to Rocky. Like, you know, he's his original creation and he didn't, for whatever reason, grant them to the to the filmmakers, which seems he, weird. Well, the pro- he that, doesn't own. Yeah, that's his whole. Th- that's why he won't be in the movie. He doesn't own the rights and they won't give him any. He doesn't own the rights to these characters or to Rocky. To Rocky as well. Right. That's a crazy. Yeah, yeah, he got cheated is, out of it. He, yeah, he did. He says he got cheated out. I think that that's why his likeness wasn't in the movie though because he does own the rights to his likeness and that's there's true. the one time they mention him they look at a photo and say like oh this is when Rocky fought Apollo or some some line about yeah. that like that and then when it shows the photo it's just Apollo throwing yeah, a punch punching in the nothing. Air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, punching the edge oh, of the frame. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even notice. I that. bet it's like that up he, on Michael he B. was in the wall. picture, and then oh, at yeah. some point in post, they were like, "He doesn't even want us to use his photo," so they had to digitally remove it or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, Levi, where you at? My, what are we on five? Yes, yep. sir. My five was Creed two. Yeah, so we all got him in the same. Yeah, the same city. rough yeah. area. Um. Again, I mean, yeah, I feel like it probably have said what needs to be said about that one. And yeah. all the things we've said. Matt, who do you got at number five? I got Cree 3. I said before I went Oh, TT. Oh, you oh yeah. We, Matt, was, everyone needs to know Matt got up and he went TT just a second I did. Ago. I've drunk like two cups of tea. Which is why when he came back, he didn't know that Ro- that Sylvester Stallone didn't own the rights. Oh, yeah. Rocky. I was out of the room doing a whiz. <laughs> I missed that part of the discussion. Mr. TT. Mr. TT, that's right. All right, number five uh, for me is Creed Two. I have it one above Creed Three. All right, for so, yeah. the for all the reasons I've just cited. Now we're uh, up into the upper echelons. echelons. Yep. Number four. Number four. Rocky Three. I love Rocky Three. Really? Dang, yeah. you got it way up there. Yeah, and That's to me, high. Rocky Three does a lot of things. I can't believe you'd be putting Rocky Three above Rocky Two. That don't make any sense. That's, it makes all the sense because here's why. <laughs> well, I had Rocky <laughs> Three above Rocky Two, but just one above it. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing: why I'm right. Uh, <laughs> Rocky <laughs> Three. Oh shoot! Does a lot of what Creed Three missed, you know. Like the anti- the protagonist has like kind of gotten soft with yeah. his wealth and fame, and a new guy is coming up and scary and challenging him with this. There's a death that's pushing him to fight him again. The thing that Creed three misses uh, that Rocky three does so well is that they can't Creed three can't do this, but Apollo's arc is so good in, mm. Creed, in Rocky three. So he's like, you know, the big flamboyant antagonist in Rocky 1 and 2 and this one he has a straight up character arc where he comes to a different thought a different conclusion about things steps in to helps Rocky becomes a friend and then sets the trajectory of the rest of the movies because of that relationship and I thought that was great because Apollo is such a good character and you get to see him he is be a good uh, character in this one Carl Weathers yeah yeah his uh he really acts the crap out of that he's such a believable I guess he was based on Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
But the all the training stuff in California and the weird racist stuff that Paulie's always saying. Just yeah. like, man, Polly is the yeah. worst. He's yeah. such a crappy human. Well, in every movie, too. He is just, yeah. he just says the Why most loathsome stuff. Like, Get him out of here. They mm-hmm. thought that was comic relief in the 80s and yeah, 70s and 80s. Yeah. But uh, remember that great scene where Apollo gets so frustrated that Rocky's heart isn't in the training and he like screams at him and everything? It's like, damn, man, he's really committed to this part. Carl Weathers did a good job. He did, and he was freaking swole. Yeah, they look this good. This dude was so, jacked up, man. So good. Rocky had to learn to move them feet. That's all. Mm-hmm. Dance. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's why I love Rocky Three. Rocky Three's great. Levi, what do you have at number four? Uh, I've got Creed Three. That's up there. I, you know, I really liked it. I uh, m- maybe it was just because it felt so, you know, new. Yeah, fresh. Uh, you know, with all sense. these old, you know, seventies and eighties, and they're great for what they are, Rocky movies. But I don't know. I just, and I think like what I said with the, I really enjoyed the unique kind of take on some of how they did some of the fights, and I thought Dame was a great character. Yeah, he was. So. Yeah, he really was. I I will give it to him though that even though you know, obviously, even if you haven't seen a trailer, I had not seen any trailers or teasers or anything. You know that it has to climax with, you know, Donnie fighting Dame. That seems obvious yeah. from the, but uh, the way that they managed to get it there was was pretty interesting. I, I, since I hadn't seen a trailer, I didn't know. I genuinely didn't know that there was going to be anything nefarious about Dame's intentions. I thought it was. I thought, based on the way the movie tonally was kind of uh, announcing itself as it went. It was going to be more tragic. Like he came to him, they were friends. There was this tragic thing in the past. Donnie feels a lot of guilt about it, uh, and then somehow they end up in a situation where Damien becomes the new champ, and Donnie feels like he needs, you know, he's being pressured to come out of retirement. And now these old friends are going to have to fight each other, even with this kind of like conflict between them. Right. So when it was revealed that he was, and then I went after I saw the movie, I watched the trailer. They straight up show everything. They show, uh, see, that's why I don't watch them. They show that, uh, Damien turned, they show the interaction on the beach where he's like, what do you do this to me for? All oh, that yeah. stuff wow. show shots from the last fight, everything. Wow. It's uh, almost like when he shows up and he's dressed all in black, you can figure out what well, yeah, the thermostat just started trying to interrupt Matt. Get out of here. Damn. Siri. It made him stop in his tracks. Yeah, when he shows up and he's dressed all in black, it's like he's a bad guy. That's how that's how movies work. I just thought he was cool. That made him a good guy. Super cool. Anyway, hot in L.A. Black. I'm just saying the way that they found the way that they like kind of twisted up the plot was interesting Mm -hmm. before it got a little convoluted. Yeah, I agree. Creed three, Matt. What do you got at number four? And number four, I got. Where's it three? What are we at? Number four. Number four. four. Gotcha. I got Rocky two. Rocky 2, huh? Yeah, man. Rocky 2 is amazing. Rocky wins. You know, that's a big deal. Didn't win that first time. Mm-hmm. He wins it, and, you know, you get him yelling Adrian real good the way that you know you want him to all the yeah. time. <laughs> he does the Patrick, apparently. Never ask you to stop being a woman. Ask <laughs> <Yep. laughs> me to stop being a man. Yeah, and I like... <laughs> Why Beautiful. Words, man. Beautiful. I like that it's... That's you what know, men were men. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Apollo is like it's a it's a weird dynamic because you know you have that thing where 
Rocky didn't win the first fight. Like, so there's no reason for Apollo to want to fight him again. And so he has like a kind of interesting motive. And then Rocky's motives are all just like, I'm trying to like get the most out of this while I can. Cause I've been like hitting sides of beef. Um, yeah. It was great when he said, I want to challenge you for a rematch. And he's like, are you crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really good. Like there's no reason for Rocky to do it, you know, and Apollo is like operating fully out of pride and, you know, he gets a downfall and stuff, but yeah. And he's, is it Rocky two where he's in the big top hat, the big American top hat? That's Rocky two. Right? That's, no, that's four. four man. Oh, that's when he's, oh, of course yeah. it is. When he's fighting East versus <laughs> West. Yeah. No, yeah. That's when he comes out for the... Dresses George Washington. Oh. Hey, that's in the original, in the first movie. Oh, that's the first oh, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. So, yeah. Is, I just think, yeah. He's so over the top all the time. I think I like it because Rocky wins. You yeah. Know? My cool number uh, three. Now we're in number three. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't say number four, did you? You didn't say your number four. I thought I did. No, man. I'm so confused by the numbers. I'm sorry. I know. Guys. It's because we're saying listeners. number four is number it three. Really is. And number seven is number five. Oh well, I, yeah, yeah. I said number. I said Creed two was my number four. Oh yeah, you're right. Because it was better than Creed three for all the reasons I previously cited. Correct. Right. Well, I haven't said my number three yet. Well, you're starting. Well, okay. say your number three now. Okay, go ahead. Balboa. Yeah, correct. That's. I a, wonder if the. Hey, talk on your microphone. Use your what microphone, you Levi. Oh yeah, I have a microphone. <laughs> Rocky, yeah, number number three is correctly Rocky Balboa. Right. Yeah, it's the third best one. Okay. Any well, I was gonna, all I was right, gonna cool. Yeah, we're moving on. Anyone else? <laughs> well, wait, I mean, I have it at number three. Okay. You do? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's the correct place. Yeah. This one, uh, for all intents and purposes, it should have been a flop. It should have been a bad yep. move because Rocky Five was bad. And then they're like, oh, they're going to do it again. But this time he's old and he's going to like come out of retirement because of a computer-generated outcome. Um, but, man, that thing was magical. It was so <laughs> good. He, so uh, magical. He got trained up in a new way. He had to learn to fight in a different way all over again. Somehow his brain yeah. got healed up in all this time. Remember? At the end of four, he couldn't take another hit or he might die. But this right. time, no, he's okay. <laughs> plus well, he's plus number time. five where he got punched like a million times in the head. Bare knuckles. The yeah, Bare knuckles. Yeah. And it was totally fine. But uh, in his the drama with him and his son, I mm-hmm. thought... And seeing his new life doing the restaurant, I thought Babu was just a really, really great. It's a miracle movie. movie. It really it's a is. miracle movie after yeah. all those years, and not only that, but it's almost like a uh, Terminator movie predicament where uh, you can't do the movie without Rocky, but Rocky needs to be young for the movie to make any sense because Rocky needs to fight yep. to be in the movie, and you can't fight unless you're young. Um, boxers are typically out of their prime in their mid to late thirties. Uh, yeah. And they almost always retire by the time they're 40, 41 or something like that. And with a few rare exceptions, famously freaking the grill guy, George Foreman, Mm -hmm. he came back out of retirement old and, and won a title. But, uh, this is a miracle that they found an excuse to make Rocky fight as an old man and made that part of the story. Yep. Found a way to make it semi-believable that it could happen. Right. Because you know? he's still jacked from all those roids, man. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. That, that don't fade away. But the best, <laughs> the most wonderful, miraculous thing about Rocky Balboa is that 
for the first time since all those movies, even though we like most of them, it sounds like from the list so far, uh, the magic tone of that first movie is fully back. Agreed. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it actually feels yeah. the most like the original movie mm-hmm. and him getting up in his little house and doing chin ups outside in the cold and that wonderful scene where he runs in the snow. To uh, the top of the steps. And yeah, all. running around oh, yeah. Philly. He yeah. tries to drink the eggs and he can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Training in that uh, crappy gym. They even bring back little Marie. Little Marie. From yeah. the first movie when he yeah. walks her home. I got to say a bad word. Yeah. Whore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, creepo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I think it's a fantastic movie. It was so... I, even with that time that I watched Six Day... You know, in Rocky yeah. Five, it felt just like a gift. It felt like some, you know, you'd been badly beaten and someone like pours you a warm bath and gives you oil. Like I put in, I was like, there's no way this can be good. It's like all these years later, he's yeah. all old. And from the very beginning, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, is it going to be good? And then it was. Yep. Which is why I think I remember talking to you guys about when Creed was coming out, all of us were like, they're doing the wrong thing. Balboa was like the perfect end. Like, we don't need any more. You redeemed five. You've done it. Like, this is all it needs to be. Stop touching this thing. Like, it's fine. Yeah, it seemed like, uh, why are you going back to the the basket when we, you know, we ended everything perfectly? But, yeah. uh, what's Rocky? your number three? Uh, at my number three, yeah, I read my list wrong. My number four was Rocky two. Oh, Rocky too. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. Like Matt's. Sorry about that. And uh, I agree with Matt because Rocky wins, and it felt it, it's it set the stage for the rest of the uh, movies in that they uh, literally begin while the last movie was ending. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, which I really like. I love that the same music plays every time when mm-hmm. the fight, the line, final bell rings. And uh, and then the next movie begins, and it's like, oh, they're they're wheeling them out in their wheelchairs, and Apollo's like, you're a bum, you didn't, you know, you're you didn't win that fight, blah blah. Because Rocky was the people's champ, everyone thought he won. Apollo right. didn't feel like he didn't. I liked Apollo's conflict in uh, Rocky too. There's this great scene where his wife's like trying to get the kids outside to go do something, and Apollo comes out of his like study or something with a bunch of letters analog paper letters and he's reading them like, listen to this one it says that you're you're a disappointment to your own people and like all these hate this hate mail he's getting because everyone thinks rocky actually won the fight yeah and he throws them out you know like how can i show my face out there like say i'm the champ and his wife's like let it go and then there's that great moment where his trainer is like he's got to want to fight rocky again and his trainer's like we don't need this man in our life baby yeah he's all wrong for us he's like, all wrong for us mm-hmm. um the movie embraces Apollo as like a as substantive a character as Rocky, which was a really smart move. And I love the scene where they take a walk in the snow at the zoo, and mm-hmm. Rocky proposes yep. to Adrian. Oh, yeah. The zoo scene is great. Uh, I, everything about it to me, it feels like you're. It's almost like the uh, episodic, like episode one of the show was Rocky. Rocky two picks up. It feels so anchored in exactly the same story that nothing much has changed. Yep. Yeah, Rocky's still poor. He's still down and out. Isn't there a line in Rocky One, or I think I think like a taxi driver, someone says to Rocky, he's like, "Hey, Rock, take her to the zoo." <laughs> yeah. I hear 
a word for mentally. He says retards. Yes, like retards the zoo. like oh, the zoo. Yeah. Uh, and then in Rocky Two, he takes her to the zoo. Yeah, it's, it's the driver of uh, of the loan shark. Yeah, the loan oh, shark yeah. that he works for. Hey, Rock, is always take it like, to the zoo. I I don't like your face. Yeah. Well, I don't like yeah. your face. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> their banter and that is great. Yeah, it does bring up a good question though. Uh, Why Adonis, does Patrick have Rocky Two solo? Well, I like that Rocky is a good question. The better question is Adonis has a half brother and a half sister somewhere. Where where are they at? Oh yeah, he mentions them briefly in Creed Three. Yeah, and then your other kids—they weren't nice. They're like, wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> but they were like a lot older than him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they yeah, must have been if they were like, like teenagers in in the eighties, like Rocky and Rocky Two or something, right? And yeah. Donnie's like, you know, yeah, we they were like, still kids 30s. in Rocky Four. But you know, well, yeah, which was interesting actually watching Rocky Four recently. You know, rewatching it. And thinking, oh, this is like right when he's having the affair yeah. with this with this other woman because he's about to die, right? And he Johnson, died, and he, somebody, some lady named Johnson, and he yeah. dies when before Adonis is born. So yeah. like, it's going on right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's swimming is, in that pool, throwing those tennis balls. Oh, I thought you were doing like a like a gene pool joke. Yeah, <laughs> oh, swimming no. swimming in the pool. So yeah, I love Rocky too. I think uh, that you guys are wrong to have it low. Especially, it's definitely better than Rocky Mm three, and Mm. uh, Rocky Balboa. Yeah, I have it in the same place. All right, what a gift! What a gift to the franchise Rocky Balboa is. Now there can be only two. Yeah. All right, Mm. what you got for two? But number two, I have Rocky. Yeah, me too. Wow. I got created number two. Mm. Wow. What you got at number two? I can't decide. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Uh, I love Rocky so much. I think it's a great yeah. movie. One of the greatest. One of the greatest. Uh, the reason I put Creed at number one is because I think that Creed as a film is a perfect movie. I think it does everything it tries to do perfectly. It, it it just accomplishes everything and it pushes what we're already expecting in new ways. Uh, with the, the one shot fight that we didn't mm-hmm. see coming. And then also the the miracle of doing another legacy sequel in a franchise it's and true. then yeah, doing true. even better yeah. than it possibly could. And then making it where the new characters are even more interesting than the old characters totally. in the story. So to me, that's so incredibly impressive that I, it deserves number one. But here's the conflict. I don't disagree with anything you're saying. Not not even about number one. But the conflict is the movie, not just that it can't exist without Rocky because it's a Rocky movie. I mean, it's Creed really. Just, I mean, Rocky is, uh, I mean, he won the... Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. Right. He's he's second only to Adonis as the main, the protagonist of the movie. Right. So it's a Rocky movie. And and then Coogler knows that. That was his, I think the story was that it was like a tribute to his father. Right. He, they used to watch Rocky movies when they were little. He wanted to make a Rocky movie for his dad. So he made a Rocky movie about fathers. It's a Rocky movie. But... A lot of what makes Creed so magical is like, yes, part of the recipe is all the the newness, the new things they found to explore and improve upon and uh, change the game a little bit, but not too much. But a lot of the magic of Creed is how much it feels like a Rocky movie. 
I completely agree. You know what I yeah, mean? So it's sure. like, so you have to have Rocky. But it, what it feels like is the best Rocky movie. It does feel. This like ain't that. save or kill. We're not saying Rocky. No, it is now. One has, now it is. No, it is now. Silver <laughs> stakes. Now it is. Holy crap! This is this is. Uh, I think at this point in my life, kill I'm, Rocky I'm ready to say that Creed is my favorite. Hmm. But I rewatched. Uh, I didn't, you know, I've seen all the movies several times, except for Rocky Five. I've only watched three times. I've seen all the other ones more than three times, and I've seen Rocky and Creed in particular. I mean, I watch Creed a couple times a year for the last ever since it came out. So yeah, I've seen it you a bunch need of that times. Pick me up sometimes. That's you know? right. It's got really high rewatchability for me, but so does Rocky. Rocky, I put it in my top ten favorite movies of all time when we did our top ten yeah. list. So I really, really love. And I just the other night put it on after Creed three because I was like, I kind of want to go back to the beginning and watch it again, watch the whole thing. I'm like, freaking crap, man! The original is just still so so good. It, it is like. There's almost nothing to complain about in it. The only thing that's weird to me about the original movie is the rape date the rape, rape, rape scene. <laughs> the date rapey scene it's with real, Adrian. It's real cringy. It at is this point. It's, I honestly I mean, I guess it says something bad about me, but I'd seen that movie a bunch, didn't really think about it. Then we watched it with with Bethany, who's often on the show, to get ready for Creed. We're like, you gotta see Rocky so you yeah. can see Creed, so we could go see Creed too. And uh that scene started happening. Bethany was just going, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like, "All oh, right, yeah, yeah, I guess this is pretty weird." But anyway, that aside, <laughs> um, I really love that it set the standard for. And this, a big part of what makes Creed so great is that it deliberately, uh, I think, copies not the right word, but homages, pays tribute to. The Rocky doesn't win. And he knows he can't win before the fight. The When he goes and he sees the... I think that's just such a, like a, a, a cathartic, almost like it's this poetic but visceral moment when he goes and sees the big painting of himself. And he's just such a simple man that he's like, hey, you got my shorts wrong. And the promoter's like, eh, it doesn't really matter. You're going to give us a great show. Right. And he goes home and it, it's like seeing that image of himself solidified in his own mind his inadequacy he sit lays beside adrian in the bed and says i can't beat him just i just can't i can't yeah. beat him he's admitting to himself and to another person and then adrian doesn't say oh that's crazy of course you can't believe in yourself which would have been kind of like the sports family movie stereotype and then he would he would beat apollo she says well, what are you gonna do and he says I I just want to be able to last the whole fight. It's such a go the distance. Yeah, I want to go the distance. It's such a, a low bar. Yeah. To not get knocked out by a, a, a Apollo Creed. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I just want to survive the fight. And when he does, Mary, he was like, I did it. I you know, like he's like crying out for Adrian and everything. It's like to him, he did win because for sure he met his goal. He met his goal. That was important yeah. to him to prove to himself. He, it was unrealistic of him because the movie's unrealistic, even though that kind of thing has happened in boxing before. That this guy would ever beat, right. you know, Apollo Creed, the heavyweight champion of the world. He's a nobody. He's a, he, he calls himself a ham and egger. <laughs> So that it ends that way to me is just like, <laughs> but <that> it ends <laughs> yeah. that way and then manages to, to make you feel triumphant. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that is incredible. And then Creed does it 
its own way without feeling like a ripoff. In Creed, yeah. he manages to hold his own against pretty Ricky Conlon, give him a run for his money. He even knocks him down once, which yep. is incredible. Uh, and he loses the decision. The judges give the uh, win to Ricky Conlon. But he now he's, a, he's, a, he's won his name, exactly. his validity. Yeah. Remember yeah. the cathartic moment in Creed, unlike, you know, in Rocky, it's I can't beat him. I just have to go the distance. The cathartic moment in Creed is when Rocky wants to stop the fight and he says, I have to prove it. And Rocky says, what, what do you have to prove? And he says that I'm not a mistake. Yeah. And you're like, oh, and then right after that, cry. they play the beginning of the music. Uh-huh. See, man, that scene, that, that's yeah. I know, but it's out. built entirely yeah. on our love and knowledge of Rocky movies. And I think to me, that's, I guess, maybe why Rocky would hold the number one spot is I can't discount the nostalgia of it for myself. That's fair. You know, and recognizing that it it's just going to hold that place on the list because it started it all and it's, it is what it is without that. You don't have any of the other stuff and it's so like, you know, culturally impactful, you know, even just for myself growing up in obviously not the seventies for me, but you know, in the eighties and just it being part of the, the culture is Rocky, you know? Rocky is a symbol of like getting yourself ready for you know the Rocky music still gets oh, yeah. put on and everything and absolutely. But Levi, you had Creed at the top of your list. I'm I'm interested. You you uh, Creed? Uh, well, Creed as my number two. Yeah, it yeah. made it all the way up to the top. You're you're a fan. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think like a lot of the things that you guys are saying is, you know, it it reworks what happened in that original movie but you know does it with its own kind of in its own unique way and makes you like lets you relive that thing that rocky did without it feeling like oh we've seen this before yeah and it's like yeah i mean we have i guess but here's here's a different take on it yeah and i think it succeeds in that yeah, and it really makes, at least for me watching it, like the idea of him leaving the mansion and going to Philly with nothing and getting a crappy studio apartment and everything. You're like, oh, man, he's really dumb. Which is kind <laughs> of the thing, like, in I feel like in every Rocky movie is, well, I mean, from the beginning, obviously Rocky's, you know, down, down and out, poor. But in all of the, like, subsequent movies, really, it's kind of like, oh, I've reached this place. But in order to actually win the fight, now I got to go back to my roots. I got to go train to go to L.A. or I got to go to, you know, Russia, you know, out in the, you know, Siberian, whatever. You know, I got to get back to like, you know, chopping wood and doing some crazy stuff and then I'm going to win the fight. Like uh, Creed does that at the beginning kind of like he's already at the, his peak like he's got everything and yeah, he has got to a like, good job he, has he just got a promotion it. yeah yeah he's got to leave that all and go back to kind of the source for him to really climb that ladder and to get to where he's wanting to go yeah and these movies are about like broken imperfect people at, at the center i mean most you know compelling 
made up stories or anything. Yeah. yeah, that I love it that in you know in Rocky, it's it, it's punctuated by all the character drama. I mean the the domestic conflicts between him wanting to court Adrian, them becoming a couple. Polly's abusive dynamic with Adrian and with Rocky and. Uh, and then in Creed, like up until, you know, the point when, uh, he's, he's got the fight and he's training for the fight. He starts, a, he finds out about Rocky's cancer and starts a fight at Bianca's show. He's still that kid, you know, or at the beginning of the movie where they're like, he's a good kid. He just fights all the, he fights. And then the, the, the worker at the juvie place is like all the time, you know, so, so you can't. I mean, you can't go wrong with some Rocky movies, unless it's Rocky unless Five. It's Rocky Five. Well, those are our lists. How do your lists compare? Are there any Rocky Five sympathizers listening to this podcast right now? Let us know by leaving a comment on this episode at youhatemovies.com, where you can subscribe to the podcast and access a well of you hate movies fortune. Over a hundred episodes. Jeez, how many episodes are there right now? More than 200. More than 200 episodes of You Hate Movies. You can also follow us on social media. Everything is at You Hate Movies. And if you want to go even further than that, go to patreon.com slash you hate movies, where for the price of a cup of coffee every month, you can get bonus episodes of You Hate Movies every single month. I think that we can all agree that's a very important thing to do. 